Hey, you guys, we got to tell you about Brez Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. I like the iCast Fireball mixed flavor, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like dark roast like I do, then try the Critical Dark or the Coo Slayer Mocha Roast. Can't decide what you need for those all-night gaming sessions? Why don't you try one of their specialty sample packs? All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to BrezCoffeeCo.com. That's B-R-E-Z-C-O-F-F-E-E-C-O.com and enter the code NCR at checkout for 10% off your order. Amazing! Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is and you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs and we are back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is not Derek diamond <laughs> it is not it is mr wally phelps hello so uh wally is our official fact checker here for the nerd cave retro show and uh summertime is the time when mr Derek diamond has a lot of uh work to do with the pensacola blue wahoos so we have special guests come in and fill in for him. And this week, we have Mr. Wiley Phelps, and uh, he will be doing our review for this evening. Yes, yes, I will. Yes. So how, uh, Which, how's, it, it, how's your week it, it, been? It's what a game that I just saw, so yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, my week's been pretty, uh, I mean, okay, I guess. I'm not... I'm not feeling great, (laughs) but, uh, I've actually, uh, been writing more than I was, uh, getting some Fortnite done like I have been and playing the switch for the first time in months. Really? What you've been playing on the switch other than what we're reviewing tonight. Just what we're reviewing. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the reason I turned it on. So That's just a lot of Fortnite, a, retro game. a lot of Fortnite, and a lot of writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds like and, a good week uh, to me. A lot of it has to do, right? And uh, you know, it's it's the project where I'm writing you and and uh, your <laughs> co-host from Open Micers, uh, <laughs> in the whole. It, it's in the seedy underbelly of the South Mississippi crime uh world <laughs> yeah <laughs> which we have an abundance of here on the mississippi gulf coast <laughs> we actually do we just you know <laughs> we're not part stay of away that. from it yeah <laughs> we're not no but uh, i've known people who are in it <laughs> yeah i actually have uh i want to get back to a, uh, i've been thinking a lot about getting back to a writing project i started 
a couple of years ago and uh, then abandoned, which was uh, my well. I, I sort of you, you were gonna say I wanted to get back into the family business yeah. of crime. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, me and my family. You know, the crime business that we we started years ago. No. Um, I have what a, kind of business is it? The business of crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the Batman world. Like, what kind of crime do you do? Crime. <laughs> it's just crime. Nothing specific. It's just crime. <laughs> no. Rampage. Why, I have to be specific. <laughs> Rampage is in the chat room. Uh, Rampage. Um, but yeah, my, my writing project is uh, sort of uh, kind of autobiographical from my time in as well uh, and being on tour and all that stuff so it's just sitting there waiting on on me to return to it and finish it so i think i'm gonna do that uh here in the next well i i've got months. so many finished projects as far as writing is concerned that are just sitting there doing nothing you have finished projects bothers. i have dozens of unfinished projects that i start <laughs> <laughs> and then never finish because I'm Beautiful. not, I'm not a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Hello, nurse. Uh, Hello, yeah. nurse. Yeah, we won't go go into that, but yeah, I have a lot of projects that I've started and then abandoned because I'm, you know, have adult deficit disorder, uh, attention deficit disorder. So, yeah, it's just how it rolls. And then eventually, I roll back to it and finish it at some point. So I plan yes. on doing that. Um, as far as my Exciting. video game time goes, I finished, um, Bioshock remastered. Very fin- nice. Finished it over the weekend. I still stand by my, my review last week, my score of 10 out of 10. That game is so damn good. Still holds up. And I highly recommend it. If you've never played it, it is available right now on PS Now, and if you don't have PS Now, it's still relatively cheap. Where if you want to go to GameStop or wherever, you could probably get the the twofer, the where the Bioshock One and Two remastered and on the same disc. I have them because they were free on PlayStation Plus forever yeah. ago, and they're. I don't know if I have them on my hard drive or not, but I know I got them. Yeah. Still a great game. Um, I don't think I've played anything else other than that. Just that. <laughs> just, just trying to finish that. I mean, I'm hoping... Oh, I forgot. We I jumped into Call of Duty Black Ops 4 also. I remember again. you did that. How was that? Awful. Awful, awful, <laughs> awful. Like, you know, it's like going from Disney World to a Six Flags. It's... The game is so sluggish and ugly and slow Mm -hmm. and it's uh, and i told rampage this while we were playing that it felt like high stakes hide and seek because whoever sees the other one first is who dies (laughs) and there's no strategy to it other than Hope your aim is good. Okay, <laughs> so know, and- I'm sure Rampage is talking about you and the chat room. He says somebody said they were going to do Fortnite in July, and here we are mid-month. So, Wally, you need to jump back in there in the uh, the Fortnite because uh... <laughs> I am in the Fortnite. You said it. <laughs> I know. I know. I will. I promise. They got to find an hour or two to myself uh, with no work to do or anything. So I can Says the man play who the just game. finished a 20-hour game. 
<laughs> He's already it. played before. <laughs> well, it was there, and it looked fun, and I want, and I knew I liked the game. And my time in Fortnite has been, eh, I could take it or leave it. But I knew <laughs> that I liked Bioshock, and I wanted to go back and play it again. So I did. So there. And now that it's done, I will have time to play Fortnite. Somebody threw a damn shark at me in Fortnite the other day. <laughs> Who a throws shark? a shark? Seriously. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, I'm funny. minding my own business fishing. Yes, that's what I was doing. And then I hear a spaceship behind me, and I turn around just in time to see a shark hit me in the face. That is fantastic. <laughs> Please tell me this is recorded somewhere. It is. I've got to upload it. Please I, I do. Have I have to see yet. this. <laughs> so I didn't record the part about me fishing because, you know, it's like I stopped, and I'm like, what? What is I hear him somewhere. I turn around. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I got my new controller a couple weeks ago. Um, my uh, 8-bit do that I, I want to try out with. Uh, oh, nice. With uh, Fortnite. So I want to do that. And um, my Super Nintendo UBS, USB controller, uh, UBS, whatever the hell that means, USB controller uh, crapped out. So. Um, Angelina, my girlfriend, got me a new uh, Hyperkin uh, USB well, gotta... SNES controller, and uh, it works very well. So I'm going to actually my um, for the Patreon they picked um, uh, Lost Vikings for me to review next uh, my next review. So Ooh, I will be streaming now that I have a good controller. Very nice, very nice. So what were you showing me with your controller there? Oh no! This is I, I just I just got this because I thought it looked a little bit like Morio uh, Morio suspenders. I like it. <laughs> it's got the little stickers on it and everything yeah. that you got. Nice. They, those they came from the uh, the uh, what are they the Morio 3D All Stars? Um, if oh, you had yeah. pre-ordered it, so oh that's cool. Uh, it's very nice. Nice. Yeah, I love controllers, and uh, you know I, I'm right. I I like collecting them for some reason. <laughs> I've got eleven of them sitting over there. Uh, that's uh, I have a I have an Xbox controller, a PlayStation controller, a PlayStation Four, Five, the Switch controller, and the Stadia controller. We're all sitting over there, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I have a Legend of Zelda Switch Pro controller, which I love. I love the Pro controllers, but I use the USB controllers. Because I don't want to have to worry about charging it and all that stuff. So, and plus, right. I sit close to it anyway. Um, but that's the reason I got the eight bit do or do or do, however you say it, because I am horrible on uh, the Switch Pro controllers. I've gone through like probably five of them in the life of my Switch. Oh my god! I'm just—I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just rough on them. Like, they only last me about three months, and then they break. Are they... Well, I mean, I've played with with girl with my little girls, and because she'll hand me the controller and be like, play with me. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and they feel cheap, to be honest. They feel like they're made out of plastic. And, well, I mean, they are. Well, they are made out of plastic. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know what I mean? It, it's like cheap. Pl it reminds me of a Mad Cat's controller every time I play with one. Yeah, and a little bit. But they feel comfortable, though. I mean, they're a comfortable controller, but yeah, they're... Well, that's because they're 
almost exactly like the Xbox controller. Yeah, well, that's why I like it. The Xbox the per, controller, yeah. the Xbox 360 controller is still one of my, next to the GameCube are the two best controllers ever made for video my, gaming. I, I'm really into the PlayStation 5 controller. I mean, I don't like the 4 I mean, I'm just going to say it. It's the four yeah. hurts your hand and it sucks. It does. Plus, the it only five, has. Five, though? <laughs> it has the battery life of. Uh, I don't oh, know. Like, yeah. it's the worst battery life ever. Well, the PlayStation 5 has worse battery life if you're playing How? a PlayStation 5 game because it does more. It, yeah. it, 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 that's hard to explain to people who, who haven't tried it, but the damn thing does things that you that are shocking <laughs> when you're when it happens like holy shit i can feel the rain hitting my controller that's cool <laughs> yeah shit like that it's like whenever you know i can feel the tension of the webbing you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> hmm. uh, it, it's fun though oh, i'm eventually going to get one but it's going to be a while uh, Xbox was talking one of the uh, I think it was Phil Spencer of Xbox was talking about how they were thinking about implementing those types of feedback in the controller so that we'll see what happens. Huh. Well, the Xbox is quite uh quite, quite it's it's really pulling me towards it this generation instead of a PS5. So yeah, and and I can t- the thing with that is that I know that that's probably the best for you because you are cheap <laughs> <laughs> and you play old games. Yes. And both of those things are 100% what you would need an Xbox for. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute your assessment of me <laughs> because you are 100% correct. I do not buy new games. I just don't. I, I mean, I do occasionally if it's something I really, really want. Like, I was there day one for Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. But Well, but that's the thing. These are remakes that you're buying. I mean, it's yeah. like you're going to see. I'm officially that old man. Like, I don't want nothing new. Just right. give me the old I stuff like over. what's comfortable and what I know I like. <laughs> new stuff scares me. Like you're gonna get the new Halo, and that's the only new game you're gonna buy. And yeah, it's gonna be that's a year after it came that's out. That's what I want an Xbox for. I want to play the new Halo. That, yeah, I'm waiting for Halo Infinite as well. Yeah, Rampage yeah. is right. I he I do the same thing. I wait until they're like twenty bucks at GameStop, or find them in a pawn shop, or or things like that. You know, I mm-hmm. like to go. I like to do the the three. Wait for games to be like they do the sale at GameStop. The three for fifteen. That they yeah. do occasionally, and I'll go pick up like three games I've never played. I know I'm the problem in the gaming industry because I don't support developers by buying games new. But then again, <laughs> I'm... you're not anyway because you're buying them thirty years after they exactly. come out. Exactly. And uh, I'm not with... your demographic, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't either. I don't buy games new normally. Um, the only the only reason I did this time around was because I. One games to play on my PlayStation, and it's just all the games that I have for my PlayStation are, were free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really the thing. Uh, so I'm right there with mine, you. My PlayStation Four, everything that's loaded on the PlayStation Four, most of like over half of them are were either PlayStation Now or uh, you know PlayStation. Um, 
uh, what is it? Not, plus. Yeah, PlayStation Plus. That's so yeah. weird. Why is that two different things? That's so weird. Uh, it's kind of like Xbox and the uh, Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, it's, it's two it's different weird. things. Weird. So weird. But they're getting rid of Xbox Live. Hmm. Um, the the name Xbox Live anyway. Yeah. They're just well, gonna call it Game Pass. Just keep Game it all Pass under Ultimate. one moniker. I'm getting too old to remember all your your different things. Right. <laughs> You're turning into that into the Karen going into GameStop looking for <laughs> little Bobby Grand Theft Auto. That's right. That's right. Uh, but you want to go ahead and go into the news for this evening? Got some, got yes. some news to do to talk about. Let's do it. Who sent this one in? Uh, from I am the Rampage, who is in the right now. Rampage. This is from GameRant.com. Super Mario movie affected by new Universal exclusive streaming deal. Um, with all the streaming services out there, it's hard to limit yourself to just a few. With each platform offering exclusive and original content, Peacock, a new competitor to Netflix and Disney Plus, is getting one of their first exclusive deals, boosting their threat to larger streaming platforms. Peacock, owned by NBC Universal, recently signed a deal with Universal Studios that will impact film li- films like the upcoming Super Mario movie. Beginning in 2022, all new films coming out under Universal Studios, DreamWorks, and Illumination will be exclusive to Peacock after their, their initial theatrical release. This new decision will affect how people can view many anticipated films coming out under Universal next year. Among these are Minions, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, being made by Illumination and the new Jurassic World film, and there is a sequel to Puss in Boots coming as well. Um, so, what do you think about this? Uh, it doesn't really bother me because it really it's universal. Yeah, I mean, I, I expected this. Yeah. In fact, I thought this already happened. Yeah, I mean, well, it's just another another one of those. Things like, well, all, not all the Universal movies aren't going to be on Netflix now, so you have to go right. get Peacock. But it's kind of weird because, like, I think Netflix is in a weird position right now where the thing mm-hmm. that made them dominant is now the thing that's bringing them down because they're yeah. not going to have <clears throat> any of this content anymore because all these studios are making their own apps and streaming services right. now. So. Netflix is going to have to heavily rely on original content, but do they have enough to keep the number of people that are subscribed now? And not even just that, it's they do have smaller companies, but at the same time, there are all these deals. Like Sony is going to be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the biggest things that separate. Netflix from the rest of them is the fact that they have all of these originals that people love, like yeah. the Stranger Things, and you know. But at, at a certain point, when does it become a a losing proposition? Yeah, you know. Well, the th- I mean, the thing that really I think made Netflix the the juggernaut that it is was they had all the TV shows that you could binge, the bingeable right. shows. You had the the Office was on there forever. You know, and now Sein- it's on Peacock. Yeah, Seinfeld was on there forever, and now that's going to Hulu, and now that's leaving Hulu to go, I th- think, to Peacock, right? I think so. 
And, you know, you had Cheers on Netflix. I think that's going away Is at it? some point. I think, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, they had all those shows that people like to binge that aren't on there anymore. Wow. So I don't know. It's going to be a weird... Co- I think in the next five years, Netflix is going to be uh, not quite the juggernaut that it once was. I think it's going to be... I don't know. It's still going to be there. Don't of... get me wrong, but it, that's, they're going to have to rely a lot more on original content. Uh, yeah, and I think a lot of people are starting to understand that, and, and we hate this, but they're going to have to have multiple streaming services to to have the content that they want. Because when Tiger King 2 comes out, (laughs) (laughs) that is a Netflix original. Netflix is also getting into the gaming uh, industry too. I don't know how that's going to work, but that's Mm -hmm. no idea. That's going to be something. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if it's going to be original content or if they're going to have, I just don't know. Like, how does this even work? (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, and that's what we were doing whenever Netflix streaming first started. It was like, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> Is this going to kill my data cat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Why next... does it look like crap on my TV? <laughs> I don't know. It takes 30 seconds for it to start. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, this ne- this next one's yours, and it is a weird oh, yes, story. Yes, 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 yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Super Mario 64. Oh, crap. Hold on. Advertisement popped up. This one's from our our good friend Tyler Watson, friend of the show. Yes. And uh, uh, Rolling Stone Magazine is is what the link is from, which has like 30 flipping ads. Really? I don't have any. Okay. Pristine Super Mario 64 breaks video game auction record with $1.56 million. A sealed copy of 1996 game quickly shatters Rare Legend of Zelda two-day. It's doing it again. (laughs) What is happening here? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not getting any ads. How how is this this possible? How am I getting... Oh, my God. You want me to read it? (laughs) Oh, it's because Microsoft is trying to to recommend other things while I'm reading the damn thing. Well, that's why you shouldn't have Windows products. (laughs) Outrage. Okay. Less than two days after a rare sealed copy of The Legend of Zelda broke the record for most expensive video games sold at auction, a pristine, unopened copy of Super Mario 64 toppled that record Sunday with a $1.5 billion, billion, million dollar <laughs> high bid. The sealed copy of the 1996 video game was notable for receiving a 9.8 A++ WADA rating, the highest possible rating. Well, we're a bit speechless on this one. Heritage Auctions wrote of the item. <laughs> what can we even say that would do this copy the justice it deserves? The cultural significance of this title and its importance to the history of video games is paramount. And the condition of this copy is just so breathtaking that we're really at a loss here. If you have had your heart set if you have had your heart set on obtaining the highest graded copy of the single best selling video game on the N64, the first 3D adventure of Nintendo's mascot Morio. We only have one piece of advice. This is not an opportunity to waste. 
And I am happy to say that I am the proud owner. No, I'm kidding. Uh, on Friday, <laughs> on Friday, a sealed copy of The Legend of Zelda, one of the earliest known produced variants of the beloved Nintendo game, first shattered the record for most expensive video game when it sold at auction for $870,000. And the rest of it is just them talking about what all this means. This is but, so dumb. This is so dumb. Especially since I just bought a copy of the same game for 60 bucks. Dude, I guarantee you, <laughs> you can go to our local retro game shop, the Play and Talk. I guarantee you they have a sealed copy, if not a near mint inbox copy of Super Mario Brothers 64. Is it 9.8? Super Mario 64. But still... A million and a half dollars for this? This is not the only copy of this in the world. There's probably play it. There's probably more sealed copies of this game that are a 9.8 just from forgotten uh, shipment boxes, you know, in some Best Buy warehouse somewhere or, right. you know, Target or Walmart that have... I, there's probably hundreds of these out right. there in the wild. Why would you pay a million six for this? It's this not a particularly would, rare game. No. It's not. It's not. It's not rare at all. I mean, even with the Legend of Zelda going for almost like what eight hundred thousand dollars. Right. What are you doing? It's like it's like that that meme with the preacher that's going wah yeah wah wah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Even the last couple of years, you know, when I go to retro game shops or I go to the same flea market a lot and there is a retro game shop and, you know, in there and he's had the same games in there for years now. And he's got like two copies of, you know, the gold cart, you know, Legend of Zelda. And he, since like 2015, there's been like a $60 price tag on there. I'm like. You're never going to sell these. You know why? Right. Because there were millions of these sold. <laughs> wow. This isn't even the rare one. <laughs> if you want to get a rare one, you get the gray cart, which was the, you know, oh, yeah. the one that came out, what, in like 1990? Like yes. way later in the life of the NES. And it, even the actual rare games for the Nintendo or, you know, the Nintendo game, like uh, Stadium Events, which is, I think, uh, that and uh, Nintendo World Championship. I think Nintendo World Championship the uh, is the actual most rare NES game. The I want to say it's the <clears throat> gray cart. N- no, I think it was the gold cart, because the gold ones were the ones that actually they gave out in a contest. For the Nintendo, oh, I thought the Power. gray ones were the contest. The ones. gray ones were the ones used in the actual Nintendo World Championship. Okay. So everybody okay. so that I was com- backwards. Yeah, everybody that competed actually got uh got one to take with them. So there are more. There's actually a, I think what like six, maybe a couple, maybe a hundred or so known in existence. But the, the oh actual, far less than that. Yeah. Good night, Rampage. I'm glad you could stop by. Uh, yeah, for hanging out with it was fun playing Fortnite earlier with you. <laughs> it just won't do it. But yeah, the, the Nintendo World <laughs> Championship, the the gold cart, there was only like 25 of those given out right. through Nintendo Power. So those go for, I think, around, I think the last one sold for around $80,000. And that's it's, understandable. Wow. That's, yeah. 
That sounds about a whole about, bunch of them. Yeah, that sounds about right because even though there were only 25 or 30 given out, I think maybe 14 of them are accounted for. And I don't understand this at all, to be frank, because when I saw the Zelda news, I'm like, you can't play it. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> buying them? If you, I mean, if it's just a display piece, I mean, well, even I don't still, get it. If it's if you what you want is a complete inbox, still shrink wrapped, original shrink wrapping. I can understand that those going for, you know, forty fifty grand maybe because you know with the 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 hang tab still on it, you know, like it's never been opened. That I can understand spending. You know, tens tens of thousands of dollars on that. A million and a half dollars for a Super Mario 64 sealed when there is probably hundreds of those, if not thousands, floating out there in the wild. Like, that's just, that's somebody that has too much money and not enough brains is what happened. For those of you listening to the audio version of this, you should see the passion in Jason's eyes. Because it, this is stupid because it's going to push up the price, which it already has been happening the past couple of years. It's impossible to find, you know, Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, even Genesis games like that era of gaming. It's impossible to find that stuff in the wild now. And when you do, people think they have gold on their hands. Um, You know, you see... Like I said, copies of Legend of Zelda, the gold cart, going for like 60, 70 bucks, people asking for it. And it's like, it's not worth this. It's worth 10, 20 bucks at most because there were millions of those put out into the world. So I don't know. This is, and it's just going to make things go, get worse. It's just going to get worse before there's an eventual crash that's going to happen. And it's going to happen. And. I don't know. A lot of people are going to be a lot of pe- some. There's a few people that are going to make a lot of money and a lot of people who are going to lose a lot of money because they're going to try thinking they have something gold and they're going to spend a lot of money on it and then turn around. Guess what? There's still a bunch of those out there. Like I have a copy of Balloon Fight sealed in the box. Yeah. With the shrink wrap on top of it. I would like two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this uh, this next story comes from Armez Jackson. This is from NintendoEnthusiast.com. Toon Fight, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl announced coming this fall. Um, let's see. Uh, one. Hold on. Let me scroll down a little bit. Um, let's see. While the music used is certainly an acquired taste, the footage of the actual game looks promising, which there is a, uh, you can see like a uh, official trailer here. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl will feature characters from a wide array of Nickelodeon shows. These include Ren and Stimpy, Hey Arnold, Invader Zim, SpongeBob SquarePants, and more. IGN has verified 20 stages, both single and multiplayer modes, bonus content, and local and online play for up to four players. So this is sort of a, like a Smash Brothers right. kind of game. But here are some of the, the confirmed characters in the roster so far. You got Michelangelo and Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You have Nigel Thornberry, Powdered Toast Man from Ren Powdered and Stimpy, toast man. <laughs> SpongeBob, and, uh, see SpongeBob, Sandy, and Patrick Starr from SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, let's see Helga from Hey Arnold, Reptar from Rugrats, Zim 
from Invader Zim and Danny Phantom. Um, I want to play this just so I can play Powdered Toast Man. If if Gur is not in this game, I riot. <laughs> I want to play like, Ren what? and Stimpy. It's like, <laughs> if there is an intruder at the door, come on in! <laughs> <laughs> this looks kind of fun. I don't know if I'll drop 60 or 70 bucks on this, but right. if somebody has this, I'll play it. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, when it's free for PlayStation Plus, I'll pick it up. Yeah, uh, maybe it'll be. <laughs> that's it's how not, I play it. Not my cup of tea, really. I mean, it looks fun, but it looks like the kind of fun you'd have for like 20 minutes, and then the novelty will wear off, and you'll be like, ah, I'm done. I mean, I feel the same way. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't. I didn't play the actual Super Smash Brothers, so I don't know why I would play this. I mean, aside from the fact that the Ninja Turtles are in it. But the Ninja Turtles are also in uh, Mortal Kombat, so I don't see what the... <laughs> what I would... Oh, I think I skipped the story, so you, you, you did. did the one I skipped. Uh, the one that I didn't have up? Okay. My bad. Uh, <laughs> so this is also from RMS Jackson, I believe. Uh, the From Nintendo Everything. Uh, Aburimo Tengu and Zombie Nation announced for Switch. Uh, City Connection has announced Aberemo, oh, Aberembu Tengu and Zombie Nation, <laughs> a revival of two titles from the Famicom NES era. A release is planned for October 28th. The, the way this is written is very unwieldy. Yeah. Uh, below are the first details and announcement trailer. Uh, the physical version of this title for Nintendo Switch is now available in limited quantities as the Excitingu Box. <laughs> it includes a soundtrack CD with new songs and arrangements by Abarimbo Tango director and sound composer Norio Naga- uh, Nakagata, a setting document book with treasured artwork and interviews with the developers, and an alternate jacket sheet that can be changed for the Moonin edition. The artwork was drawn by the original designer, Satoshi Okano. Uh, you can listen to it and go wild, read it and go wild. Hmm. I'm not reading the rest of this, <laughs> but it, it, it's... I'm glad I made you read this because there was right. no way in hell I could pronounce any of that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, I honestly, I've, I've actually been studying Japanese for the last week. Really? But yeah. You're going to Japan? <laughs> No, <laughs> but I don't remember but, uh, these games at all for the Nintendo. I, I don't think they ever came out uh, in in the. Uh, I don't think so either. West, because they're all in kanji. Yeah, and and, and excitingo is a Japanese word, so it's. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, uh, Zombie Nation. I mean that. Oh. If this isn't even in Japan. This isn't even here. Because the cityconnection.co.jp is the website. So mm. this is a this is a Japanese release. Oh. Well, all right then. Well, the Switch is not region locked. No. <laughs> so I mean, so you can you still, can still it get it. Yeah. So if you're Might interested in that, if you, if you heard of this back in the day, then uh, yeah, go get yourself a copy. 
It doesn't say whether or not there's going to be a translated edition because some games do have two editions. Yeah. Um, and that are built into the game. Uh, but yeah. Awesome. Uh, this last story is also from Armez Jackson. Uh, I agree to your cookies, Nintendo Life. Um, it's like contra- it's like a contra game on acid. Weapon of choice DX runs and guns onto Switch this fall. Indie developer Mommy's Best Games has revealed that Weapon of Choice DX will be blasting onto the Nintendo Switch eShop the 2nd of September. The upcoming re-release looks set to improve upon the original Xbox Live indie game of the same name. Uh, with new difficulty, rebalancing, a new widescreen layout, and higher resolution visuals. The game is a side-scrolling run-and-gun title that features a selection of unique playable characters, all of whom come with their own special weapons. Um, I don't remember this game. Do you? Did you ever play this for Xbox Live? No, I never played it. I just know I was just familiar with it because uh, you know that I believe it was released at about the same time that I was. Uh, covering Xbox for the married gamers, mm-hmm. but as far as this is concerned, uh, I never played it. So, but I, I was familiar. It says rock out to original music with a heavy metal guitar soundtrack. Awesome. Metal, metal, Well, that's it for the uh, the news this evening. And before we go into, we usually go into this month video game history, but I'm gonna save that for when Derek comes back. So I'm gonna go straight into the shout outs before we go into the review. And, of course, these are our Patreon supporters. And we love every single one of you guys because you keep the lights on. Say again? I said all of you. Yes, all of you. Uh, I want to shout out Axeblade07, who was responsible for uh, me having PS Now. So thank you to him. Very nice. We had Daniel Salmon, uh, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster. And uh, Daniel Salmon is also our, who created our, uh, our Discord is our moderator over there, an administrator. So uh, he's doing an awesome job with that. If you'd like to join our Discord, just go over to our Twitter, at NerdCaveRetro, in the very top right there. Click uh, the, the the link at the very top, and it'll take you to our Discord. Uh, let's see, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, I think I said him already. Han Solo, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I Am The Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch Rampage, Tyler Watson, uh, the fact checker to the fact checker, um, Mr. Brandon Rutledge, Gus and Penny, and of course, Matthew Salmon. Thank you to each and every one of you for keeping the show afloat. And if you keep us above the $50 level, every single month we will do our commentary tracks for you guys every single month. And if you get us back... That's the highlight of my yes. my month. So please keep, keep, uh, keep the lights on there. And like I said before, if you get us to $100 then we'll start doing them where you can actually listen to us in our very own Discord channel. You can watch along and listen while we commentate on the movies and television shows. So if you want that to happen, tell a friend, listen to our show, and support us over on Patreon. Just as little as a dollar a month, you can get all of that stuff. The commentary tracks, you get to do our Patreon polls, all that cool stuff over there at patreon.com slash NerdCaveRetro. Wally is going to be talking about Wally. 
haunting music right there. <laughs> I wish I could hear it. <laughs> sounds like a, I know, because it sounds like a weird game show. <laughs> it, it feels like a weird game show. But uh, just to read it over, it's Magical Drop 2. Uh, it is the second installment of the Magical Drop series, released in 1996. The arcade version was developed by SNK's Neo Geo hardware, as opposed to Data East's proprietary MLC system that the first game was developed for. It includes a variety of gameplay changes as well as new characters. Now, I never played the original Magical Drop, did you? No, I never even heard of Magical <laughs> Drop until you said you were going to review it this week. Well, it, it's interesting because I didn't know until I read this is that it was originally uh, released for the Neo Geo, but there was an unreleased Super Famicom version. And essentially, that's what I played. So is it, it, it looks basically, the screenshots I've seen, is it looks just like Bust a Move. It's very similar, yes. I mean, it's similar to, to basically every mobile game that's out there. Okay. Um, the way it works is there's different colored bubbles, uh, and you pull down the bubbles, and you throw them back up to match three in a row. Mm. And so it's the, one of those games. That color that's touching, yeah, it, it disappears, and then it just keeps on going until either you clear the board or, or it crushes you under the weight of existence and <laughs> much and, like my everyday life <laughs> right i didn't know that it was a puzzle game when i chose it but i saw it and i'm like that sounds interesting hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't it was uh it, it, honestly it, it's not too different from most games that you would find in any app store uh but there are a couple of different modes that you can play there was a uh <laughs> there's a play by yourself mode uh self play i think they called it <laughs> hey and, now <laughs> right and you play it and you know it's just you trying to keep going and i i played under the medium setting for the entire time i never got over level 28 <laughs> and because it's just ridiculous i don't understand how you could do any better than level 28 because it just kept on happening over and over again where it would be i mean i felt like i was going crazy because i wasn't getting any better <laughs> i'm like <laughs> so i so me and my little girl was sitting on the couch just passing the switch back and forth trying to beat each other's level and neither one of us got any further than that <laughs> Hmm. And, uh, but there is a story mode. I have no idea what the story is. Because it's all in Japanese. <laughs> and I played the game. <laughs> well, no, it, it's not in Japanese, but the, the, the translation is just so oh, yeah. basic. Uh, and, and, oh, they have the translation here. Okay. So, world versus star. Like, here is the Japanese translation. Oh, to be young again, but I do look rather fetching in my, for my age, I think. And then Star, she's like talking to herself. Lane. Now, here's the thing. In, in, in this version, the oh, to be young again part turns to no holding back. 
and the she's talking to herself as you're no match for me. So they basically dumbed it down <laughs> a, okay. a lot. It's so horrible. So what is uh, this like? Some weird little RPG type of thing? It, it it wants to be, but it's not. There's no story whatsoever. It's just random. You know how at the beginning of a fight in a fighting game, mm-hmm. they'll just do like a random bit of dialogue. Like, spirits have told me I'm going to win. You know, that kind of thing. Mm. That's all it is. It's just like, they say that at the beginning of every match. And I I chose to be the jester because he was holding a cat that that has a snotty nose. Mm. And he also has a snotty nose. So I was like, well, that's pretty funny. And uh, Mm. it's just, and you go through literally like a fighting game where you just go to everybody's stage and you're playing against them. And I didn't get past uh, the, like the knight character. And because I, I don't understand how you can be good enough to do anything here. <laughs> it's so is this, so- is this something you paid for on the no. Switch or is it? Available no, it, for it, free. It, it belongs. It, it it belongs in a museum. Uh, but it's it's in museum, the, Dad. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Nintendo games in the. Oh, is it? Yeah, so it's free. You can play it right now if you wanted to. Uh, does this must be this must have been a new edition because I don't think I've seen this. Right, it's brand. It's like the next to last one on the list. Oh, and. And I found it when I was looking for something to review. I was like, well, what's good here that I can... And I wanted to choose something I had never heard of before. That that was my goal. I'm right, like, You definitely picked something neither of us have heard of before. Right. And it, it's, it's... Now, I do have to say, I, I did play this game for like three hours. <laughs> I mean, nonstop. I took it to the bathroom with me. <laughs> It was. Remind me it, never it, to touch it, your switch. <laughs> oh, I wiped my ass with it. So I, I, that's that's. <laughs> but no, I. Uh, the thing about it is that it is so addictive. Even though I wasn't getting any better at it, I kept it. that thing in my brain that's broke that I'm broken with, where it's like. Maybe one more game and I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm good at this. I know I am. <laughs> well, that's why I like playing Bust a Move. Like, it's because right. it's so freaking addictive. Like, mm-hmm. that, yeah, and and that that's exactly gameplay. how this is. It reminds me a lot of the, the two-player of it, because uh, me and Savannah did play two-player, um, is a lot like Dr. Morio, mm. where you're basically going up against each other. And that that's a lot of fun also. Um, I, 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 as much as I hate this game, I love it. <laughs> I want to have its babies. <laughs> okay, then. It, it's, it's bizarre. There's not a whole lot to talk about, really. I mean, the characters are whimsical. Nothing seems connected. It just seems random as hell. Yeah. It, it really does. Because when you're playing it, it, and it tries to give you like pointers if you at the end of the game, like uh, try to go faster next time. Well, f you! I know I'm. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going to play this type of game, 
uh, mechanic, I'm just going to play Bust a Move because that seems to be the the gold standard for this type of gameplay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And I, I don't mean, need but... any stupid story to go with it. I just need, you know, the Bubble Bobble kids, little dinosaur <laughs> kids, doing the little crank and shooting down the, the bubbles. That's all I well, need. Well, the good news is... You will hardly notice the story. <laughs> Honestly, no, I take that back. You will notice it because of how bizarre it seems. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, nothing seems connected. Well, looking at the, the game art, like, I was trying so hard to find game art for this game to put uh, oh, for well, the artwork of the not, episode. In the menu, there's not even game art. Yeah, all I have is the, the start. Uh, menu. The start screen. Yeah. yeah. The start screen is the art that you see. But the art for the game is actually for the Neo Geo, for the SNK. Right. It's because weird. that was released in 1996. It's weird looking. Like, if I saw this, I would be like, I'm not playing that. I don't know what this is. <laughs> there's like a... Well, but this is a Japanese a girl with, SNK game. It's a girl with pink hair and like three eyes and there's like and, and some I weird... I don't even know. Oh my god. The opening sequence is so bizarre because it's like it's a nude woman that is covered in ribbon slowly ascending from the heavens. And I'm sitting there on my controller going, what did I press start on? Behold! (laughs) Behold! and, but but at the same time, like I said, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's related to anything, because you press start, and now it's all these little fat, little cartoony characters that are saying, you know, I'm gonna win, you know, that kind of thing. But it, just it's, looking it's, at this game art, there's like there's nothing about this, this Neo Geo <laughs> game art that gives you any inclination. Of what the game is. Like, if I was to look at this, I would think this was some kind of weird Japanese RPG. Like, that's what it looks like. I mean, and that's real. And honestly, I think that's what they wanted to do. I think that they wanted to take this puzzle game. I think they were a little ahead of their time because, you know, there's Puzzle Fighter and there are those games on the puzzle fighting games. I really like that's. What are right. my favorite just kind of turn your brain off and play? Like, you know, play a lot of like, I like playing things like Puzzle Quest and things like that. But this, but just, I think this is a very early attempt at it. And it just they, seems so out there. <laughs> it is. I mean, I really believe that if they had more time to translate it, it would have been better. And I, I, there's a reason why this game wasn't released. It, I mean, it, it feels unfinished. Yeah, because there's a it feels like I'm in Japan playing this game, which is honestly not a negative. That's not a knock against the game. It the the, the fact that I have been been immersing myself in Japanese culture and things like that over the last few weeks it, it may have painted this game in a more positive light than I would normally have done, because I'm like you know. Oh, look at this. This is a Japanese something or other, you know. And now when you say you're immersing yourself in Japanese culture, you're just watching hentai, right? That's just I knew that was coming. 
That's what she said. That's what she said. But uh, no, I've I've been watching a lot of uh, videos about about Japan and and how to learn Japanese and you know what I like Japanese doing? culture. Have you ever seen the the uh, walkthroughs on YouTube um, where people just do, take like a HD camera and do like just walk through the streets of like Tokyo and yeah. places around the world? That's awesome. I love those. Yeah, I love it. And honestly, another thing is I want to go to Tokyo Disneyland at some point. Yeah. And, you know, because uh, Tokyo Disney Sea is there and that is a gorgeous park. And I would love to go and just I would like to be able to walk, number one, but I would love <laughs> to be able to walk around there. And that would be nice. Um, I also feel like I need to lose a lot of weight because Japanese people don't like fat people. Uh, but <laughs> start eating rice. There's nothing but rice. Man, I've been eating nothing but rice for a long time, and this is what happens. But, <laughs> but rice, sushi, this... noodles. Damn it, that's what I've been eating. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I'm watching these things, they they go to these different restaurants. And I I'm, I know we're way off topic here, but they'll go to these different restaurants with things like horse sashimi, and I'm like, what? <laughs> that actually looks good. I'm not eating horse sashimi. Not going to do it. It's like, well, if nobody told me that's what it was. <laughs> I, would, I would totally eat it. Uh, but I'm so hungry I could eat horse sashimi. <laughs> I don't know why I think I'm so uh, But back to what I was saying. Uh, me watching all these videos and things like that, I, I think... I think that's a lot of the reason why I really enjoyed the quirkiness of this game because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, but at the same time... The, Which is how the, I feel when watching a lot of anime. Right. Well, yeah. Because I've tried to watch anime. And I, yeah, I just... I have to. I don't see what people see in it. Like, I, I know people I mean, that... I get it. I understand the artistry behind it. And I love the art. I love right. the animation. But Gorgeous. Some of that stuff is just so out like, there, you, and I don't know what's happening ever. Like, why are you making the, such a big production out of making pork rolls? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the, that type of thing just kind of makes me wonder. But yeah. at the same time, I, I get it. I mean, it's beautiful, and it makes me hungry. And <laughs> um, same with the hentai. And it's... <laughs> mm, I want some octopus. Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, I know it's a Korean movie, but you said that. I'm thinking about that scene in Old Boy where he eats the, <laughs> the octopus raw. is mm. like wrapping itself around his arm. <sighs> Never mind. I don't want to eat anymore. I'm, I'm not hungry. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But uh, but long story short, uh, the uh, the game is it, it's worth your time to sit down and play it, and uh, just to just to see. It's fun to play. The game mechanics are fun, and I I think people would get a kick out of just the randomness of everything. Like mm. seriously, just start the game and watch the title screen. Because just that makes you go, what am I about to play? <laughs> and then it's a puzzle game. Yeah. 
And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So Magical Drop 2, if I had to give it a rating, what do you guys go up to? 10. Okay. If I had to give it a rating, I would give it a solid 6. Yeah, good good mid-level game. Not terrible, not great. Just kind of right there in the middle. I wouldn't say it's it's kind of a mediocre at best. I, I want to give it a high enough where you will play it. But I also don't think it deserves any higher than that because pu- there are way better puzzle games for your time. But you really need to play this game, even just once, to see what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think if you're gonna go for a modern kind of puzzle battler game, you know, play Gems of War, which is on the Switch yeah. for free. And yeah, there's in-game purchases, but I've been oh, playing that game no. for like three years now, and I've yet to buy a single thing in that game with real money. Wow. And it's fun. It's really great. And I I, I recommend that. But it, I'll go try this out just to see kind of the yeah. the very beginnings of that genre. It's it's very interesting. And I think I think everybody should for from a historical perspective, considering the fact that it was never released until mm-hmm. now, I think it's very interesting to see. Hey, here's something that we couldn't play on the SNES, but we may have been able to. Yeah, in well, a different probably timeline. Probably the reason they didn't is because Data East made Bust a Move, you know, because of Bubble. That's they true, had Bubble yeah. Bobble and Bust a Move. Um, like so why release this? Yeah, why would you release this? Because if they're basically the same game mechanics, right? It's the same thing. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I'll go try it, but this is probably something I'll be like play for a couple minutes and be like, eh, I'm gonna play some Bust a Move now. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's making me uncomfortable now, so because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's going to bring us to the end of the review for tonight. Thank you for uh, for filling in for Mr. Derek Diamond. Of course. And uh, anything fun. you uh, you want to throw out there for the people, where they can find you, what you've been up to? Uh, I mean, really, just follow me at The Real Big Wall on Twitter, uh, The Real Big Wall on Twitch, and uh, yeah, Wally is funny on Facebook, the uh you know, I've just been sick all the time, so I, I don't have a lot going on. But I do stream nearly every day, Fortnite, with Rampage, with I Am the Rampage. Uh, and honestly, when we're together, it's really funny. I, I really believe that we're one of the more entertaining groups <laughs> playing the game. And I'll because... play with you guys, I promise. <laughs> well, see, I think it'd be even funnier if you show up. You know, because we're we're just. It's, it's some of the funniest stuff that happens when we're in a game together. And it's, uh, we also get frustrated. You'll see us curse and shit like that, but you know, it's going to be, <laughs> it's like, where did they come from? I shot him with every shot, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if you want to see Batman protecting baby Yoda from a sentient hot dog wearing sunglasses. <laughs> awesome. And a backward snap back cap. <laughs> this is the place to do it <laughs> alright then <laughs> um, well as far as uh, as my stuff goes go check out the Open Micers podcast which you can download uh, pretty much anywhere Overcast, Downcast uh, iTunes, Podcasts uh, Google Play 
uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can get this show, and you can get Open Micers. And uh, this week we talked to Kevin Special K. Harris from The Sound uh, at thesound228.com, all about music. And, um, yeah, I know Staff Sergeant Sketch. I've been saying for months I'll be playing with him, and we've already had this discussion numerous <laughs> times during the show. Every, like, every time I've been on the show <laughs> over the last six months. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, go check out the Open Micers podcast at Open Micers on Twitter. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. What do you say? I say that you are correct. Let's go ahead and get out of here. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro, Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, and individually at jpuntastic, at Derek underscore diamond, and of course at the real big wall. Go buy some t-shirts over at ncrmerch.com. It's not just t-shirts. You can get mugs, uh, computer bags, uh, pillows, whatever you need. Um, go over there, nerdncrmerch.com, and of course, patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Throw us a couple of bucks a month over there, will you? Help keep the lights on here at the show. If you can't do that, can't get, can't get a t-shirt, can't support us on Patreon, go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So Wally, please, tell them what it's all about. Live long and smoke meats. Yes. Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it!